This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. There's no question about it. I mean, they're like your situation, Brittany's situation, my situation, totally different. But the real disaster in this whole thing is Judd Zolgad. He's a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. That, you know, I don't know if we can even bother to talk to him there about this. I, I, oh, hey wait guys, a minute. He's with hey, us. Brittany, Rudy, what's going on? We just talked to Luke Russert, the son of Tim Russert, and I just talked about how, how fortunate I was many, many years ago to sit in studio and... I talked to God, I don't know how many times I sat in a room and talked to Tim Russert and talked to him on the phone, talked to him. All, what a, just a great guy, and his son is every bit a nice man that he was. He seemed like a journalist that he could disagree with you and still be cordial yep, to you. Yeah. No question about <laughs> true, it. True, very true. No question about it. Huge sports fan, too. Massive yes, Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's very good, man. The Buffalo Loved Bills. Buffalo yep. Bills. He did yeah, indeed. That was really sad. By the way, I just uh, I just want to and pass this along to Phil. I feel so sorry for you guys, but you know you put on that thing over at uh, the Park Tavern, and they couldn't get one more person in there. And and of course, the downloads look just horrible from that period. <laughs> I'll tell Phil. You I'll, guys I'll say, kicked you know, ass, man. That was great to see. It was such a good time, and it's incredible that community that that we've built through that show yeah um, has been yep. just so fantastic and and you know what i think it is a sign that there is a portion a very large portion of the vikings fan base who while they love the team just like us desperately mm-hmm. want to see one super bowl win before <laughs> we all die which <laughs> is our be- <laughs> credo because honest to god you know just yep. one okay i'm not demanding a patriots run i'm not demanding you know 10 years of greatness how about just one Lombardi trophy? How about just one oh. parade where, where we again can, and you'll appreciate this, close down I-94 mm-hmm. from Minneapolis to St. Paul to have some type of parade like we did for the Twins because it's been too damn long, man. <laughs> Got to get it done. There's no question about it. The Minnesota Vikings. Um, so what do you think of the draft? What, what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was a... Okay, you know, here's the thing. We all try and instantly, like, say, oh, yeah, great pick, bad pick, great pick. And then if the guys don't play well in their first year, which, by the way, lots of guys don't, we say terrible draft, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most overanalyzed as far as trying to just completely guess. I don't think that you know for three years. Yeah. At least, right? I could see that. We need, uh, I don't know, I, I love the Vikings. I'm, I, like I, we, I've talked about this before. I'm a huge Twins fan. Right behind them would be the Vikings. And it just, I, honest to God, it's been 50, 60 years, whatever the hell it's been. Yeah. Could you just win one Super Bowl? 1961. Well, they have not yep. been to one since, what, 76 season, January of 77? That's correct. Like they, the incredible thing is they have not even been back for a majority of their fan base's lifetime. So 46 now. years, huh? Yeah. yeah. 46 it years. It was Oakland because they went to four in the 70s. <laughs> and, and the last one was the 76 into 77 in Pasadena where the Raiders kicked their ass. Yeah. And that's the last time. I just can't believe it's been 46 years that I've been begging them to win a Super Bowl. But, and that run they had in the 70s was just brilliant. God, I was like, and then they, every time they went to the Super Bowl, they had to get their ass handed to them. It was very hard to deal with. 
Yeah, and that Chiefs one, the, the first yeah. one, I think, yep. is still, because what, they were 11-point favorites, 12-point, you know, they, they were seen as the dominant league. Now no that Chiefs team was good. But uh, I think that's the one where you definitely got off on the wrong foot by losing that game to a team in the different league. Len Dawson, right? Yeah. Len Dawson whipped their ass. Smoking at halftime, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. Having a cigarette at halftime. What a world. And a cigarette. I I do appreciate one thing that we're talking about the Vikings here and not the Innsway, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I wondered when you were going to bring them up. Oh, God, Judd. Uh, how can you look that bad against Chicago and Cleveland? They couldn't hit the damn ball. I know. And their pitching has been so good that yep. it's such a waste. Yep. Their pitching's you know, been fine. It's one thing if they just stink, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's too bad. But if the whole team stinks, it's like, okay, that's that's a problem. But at least you know for the most part they stink. But you're right. And the pitching's been great. And they can't get a hit. Correa's below 200. Huh? I know. I know. What is it? What's going on? Why is this happening? To us again, I don't know. Um, look, I get the fact that they are at the plate not great, but they're not this bad. No, no, no they're not this bad. They, they have, uh, that, that Yankee series proved And the Yankees are, are okay this year. They're not great. But still going into New York and winning games in New York is something the Twins have never been able to do in the last 50 years. So I don't know. I, I just It's just breaking my heart. I thought they were going to be a lot better than they are. In first place still by yep. two and a half games on yep. Detroit, which is playing well. And now they've got the Twins have the Padres for three at Target Field and then the Cubs for three. And the weather should be okay. They're talking about maybe some thunderstorms popping up. First game tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope the weather can hold off so we can get uh, some decent baseball in. I was going to say, I think it was decent for what? It's going to a potential rain, like you said, a day, and then I think potential rain again on Friday. But as long as it's not 40, I'm fine. You know? Let's talk to Ken Barlow. <laughs> yeah, Chris, let's plug get Ken, Ken Barlow's ass and get him to reverse. <laughs> get him on the line. Get yeah, him on the line right Ken. now. But enough yeah. is enough. I, I just to see that team the way they opened, I was I was like, oh my god, this team looks really really good, and you keep going forward and forward, and it, it just those six games really pissed me off. I'm like, how can you be so bad against horrible teams? Explain this. How are they so bad consistently as well with the bases loaded? I know this season they're awful. Bases loaded, nobody out, and couldn't even move anybody up one base. What, a pop-up, I think, called an infield fly rule, if I'm not mistaken. And then Nick Gordon, who's, by the way, fast, grounds into a double play. I saw that. He stood in the box for a while. Did you notice that? He hit the ball. I heard Bramer mention that. Oh, did you? Yeah. He stood in the box and just stood there. Back in the day, that earned you a ticket to the bench. I agree. Not not a continuing-to-play reward. So I will watch them. Catherine's out of town, so I'll probably uh, probably watch the game tonight. And I just, I, they got to start hitting the ball. They got talent. They got a lot of good talent in that team. Why aren't they hitting? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I'm not saying across the board that they're phenomenal. No. But but you know, they scored nine what nine runs in the first against 
the Yankees three was that three weeks ago now yes, a month yep, ago yep I mean they've got enough talent to score some damn runs and when the bases are loaded I'm not asking you to clear the bases no, we're asking you to get no. a run or two home a couple of fly balls would be good that that's those six games they gave up 18 runs which is fantastic <sighs> yes absolutely. they scored 18 and the problem was it included in the extra inning game at Chicago seven All right so that's the thing is just get a couple across. Like this is baseball. We're not asking for a miracle here, but you know, and Nick Gordon, can you run out of the box? That would be good. He would have beaten that. Yeah. He would have absolutely beaten that. We'd have gotten the run out of it, but he didn't. And I just I don't understand. Right. I just don't understand. We could, we'd have been one run behind been two to one at that point. Maybe change the whole game. Maybe it wouldn't, but maybe it would. But the fact that he stood there and watched the ball, I'm like, what are you doing? And what bugs me is this. So, because there, there is, you know, there's always the fans that are like, oh, you guys, it's baseball. It's a small sample size. No. It's early. No. Okay. Stop the nonsense. Here's my problem with it. You are wasting pitching performances in which you should be banking wins. No question. How long have we waited, Tom, for this team to have pitching this good? If I were the Gallo family, descended from the original Joey Gallo, who was in the Mafia, I'd call him up and go, Joey, you can't use that name anymore. You're going to have to change your name because the original Joey Gallo is getting pissed off in hell. That's all I'm saying. Joey Gallo, listen. Listen, yeah, listen. to me. Listen closely. You better get up yeah. there and get a hit, kid. That's all I'm saying. That'd be phenomenal. That'd be just <laughs> threaten every batter. No Godfather <laughs> on him. I got I to watch The Godfather again one of these days, man. I love that movie so much. Can't even tell you. But, yeah, I, I look, I'm still excited about my Twins. They're still in first place. But it looks very, very bad right now because they just cannot hit right now. I love, and I've brought this up before, though, I love the fact that you get passionate, though. Oh, so I do. Say, I love my Twins, and it'll, it'll be fine, and they're all still great. I love the fact that you say, you know what? It pisses me off that they can't score a damn run. I love that about you. I have... Neighbors on both sides go three houses on one side, four houses, four houses on the other side. Our neighbors all get along really, really well. And I won't say which one it was, but one of my neighbors, I ran into him on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, so uh, uh, the twins must have lost. I said, yeah, they they did lose. What do you mean they must have lost? He said, because I was walking up my drive and I heard, son of a bitch! <laughs> So I knew they must have lost. <laughs> That's how he follows the twins. He follows the twins by me screaming at the television. By going for walks and listening to Tom Bernard's voice echo from his house. Various profanities. That's very PG-13 of you, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wasn't no uh, no F-bombs. No, that's true. That's very, very true. Much worse. What yeah. does it? What does a manager do? What does he do now? And step up and say, "Look, this we got to do this, this, and this. Don't you ever stand in the box again and watch your ground ball and hit into a double play? What do you get out? Each head out of your ass." You know, that's a very interesting question because there was um, about three or four years ago. It might have been Rocco's first year, 2019, Tom, mm -hmm. um, when there was a similar situation and and. You, you won't be surprised to hear the story. Eddie Rosario oh, sure. hit, a, hit a ball off the right field wall at Target Field. But, of course, he thought it was going to be a home run, oh, so he no. started trotting. And nothing happened. Like, he didn't get lifted. He got a double. He cost him, you know, he probably cost himself a triple. I think he got a double. At worst, he didn't 
he got a single. But anyway, um, I was talking to Rocco a couple days after, and I said, what do you do about that? Like, you know, that seems to be a right, problem. Right, right. He was at the time, and I would take it still is, a very live and let live guy. He is very forgiving. So I don't know that he does a thing about it. He yeah. might mention it, but I don't think he doesn't. You know, I, I the days of Gene Mock are long gone. Gino. I miss Gino. Oh, oh, Gene would have sat your ass down and you wouldn't have played for a week. You got that right. He once gave me the finger, which I really appreciate. <laughs> for what? Because I was crit- stories. I was cr- yeah. criticizing the team and Gino as he and wait because I used to sit two rows behind the twins dugout. This is at okay. the old Met back in the Gene yeah. Mock days, right? Of course. And some you know boo and yeah they, that sucked and blah. Come on, Gene, get this team, get your head out of your ass, get the team rolling. As he walked into the dugout, never looked up at me, but he stuck his finger up his hat like this. He went, "I'm gonna push my hat up." <laughs> 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 he That's rubbed awesome. his. He rubbed his forehead with his F.U. finger. <laughs> oh, my. What a moment of pride for you. Oh, it was. It was magnificent. Oh, that's a story for a lifetime. You I tell had, your friend, Gene Mock, one of, the, one of the great baseball minds of all time, flipped you the bird. He did. Indeed. But my favorite of all time, I was sitting behind home plate, which was a yeah. good thing I was sitting behind home plate because I was riding Fred Lynn's ass. I was, now I was much younger in those days, you have to understand. But I was riding Freddie Lynn, telling him, you suck. You could, there's no way you're getting a hit. And I'm just riding the hell out of him, right? He yeah. did strike out. And somehow, I don't know, when he swung, he let go of the bat that hit right in front of me in the screen. If that screen wasn't there, I'd have been hit right in the face with a baseball bat. Oh, nice aim for <laughs> Freddie Lynn. Oh, it was great. I mean, it was, Such very, a message, huh? it was very accurate, I'll tell you that. Reggie Jackson once bent over and gave me the finger between his legs. <laughs> I used to, listen to love. Listen to these stories. Oh, like, I loved are, it. These are historical baseball names. Marty Lango awesome. and I used to go out there. Marty lives in Arizona now. Last I heard, anyway, lives in Arizona. But he and I would go out and ride the piss out of the mostly the opposing team. Once in a while, our own team. But my God, those guys would get pissed off. Oh my but, God, that's so. But I mean, Reggie Jackson, Freddie Lynn, Gene Mock giving you the finger. But Don Baylor was my favorite. I told you the Don what? Baylor one, didn't I? Yeah, he threatened to kill you. He threatened to kill me. And he was about two feet from me when he did. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, Yeah, that's he... where it gets real, by the way. Oh, he's a big fella. There's no doubt about that. That's where it gets real. But so were, were your seats behind home plate, the dugout, or, the dugout or, or both? Uh, actually, my seats, I had four seats right behind the Twins dugout. But back in those days, it was at the old Met, and not a lot of attendance at those games. Yes. So you could basically move and sit wherever you wanted to. Nice. You know. I bet your voice, in in retrospect now, um, I started to follow the Twins hardcore in 78. I bet your voice was among those that on the broadcast on, on CCO, I could always hear. Well, you could because I knew right where the microphone was. <laughs> it was okay. hanging on the back. It was. It was hanging on the backstop. And I knew right where it was. So when, if I really wanted to get at somebody, I'd sit right under that microphone. Oh, God. Now look, I was in my 20s, you know. I was a young man. <laughs> and a prick. But other than that. <laughs> Just that added on. Was add- was the key was, word, though. Yeah, was. was no, not part. anymore. No doubt First about of it. all, in your 20s. Mm-hmm. You can be a prick. That's like, true. Let's be well, that's honest, true. Okay? Yeah, you're I think you're like, like, let's to not be. let's not get down on Tom for taking advantage of a youthful time. 
But the other thing is, I love the fact that that you actually got reactions. Oh, a lot. All the time we did. Because nobody else would do that kind of thing. Marty Lango and I would do it, and nobody else would do it. So even when they came to town after a couple of years, they'd always look around and find out where I was. <laughs> so was were, were you there in, oh, this must have been, I think it was 76, when Blatt, when Bert flipped off the crowd? I don't remember being there, the no. I, I may have been there, but I don't remember being there. Because he was being ridden by some younger men behind the twins' Dugout. Okay, so maybe curious. I was at the ah. game. Never mind. <laughs> I was just curious if you might. I like. I mean, yeah. now that's the all-time bird because he held the finger up and made it very clear. He did, yeah. But I mean, just go- going from your stories right now, that sounds like it might have been a 76? guy with a few, be- a few beers and uh, some. And and Bert wanted out, and it was known, and so I think that that made things worse. What do you go to the Angels or something? Uh, Texas. Well, he went to Texas. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You know what? It it had to have been me because in 1976, nobody did that kind of stuff except for Marty and me. One of the most incredible stories of that trade, though, is the fact that Calvin Griffith included Danny Thompson, the shortstop, in that trade. He had leukemia and was dying. Oh, my God. And Calvin, (laughs) I don't know how he got him in the trade, but he traded a guy who was having treatments. In 1976, too. So, like, it's mm-hmm. not now where I feel like it's a bit more advanced, right? How about that? I've always that, asked Pat that. I've said, Royce, how did they trade a guy who was who they basically knew was dying? Yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, it's not very humane, is it? No. I, not to me, anyway, it's not. But, uh, oh, God, we better take a break here. You have till 37, correct? Yep. Okay, I want to make sure. We'll be right back more. With Score North's Judd Zolgad with us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, my pillow towel sheets and so much more. Call 800-516-5146. Use promo code Tom or go to mypillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code Tom. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, My Pillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword 
partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Brittany, Rudy, of course, Judd Zolgad with us from Score North. Yeah. Uh, just kind of railing on the twins. Oh, you got something you want to read to us. Yeah, I got a question from a listener. Excellent. From Corey. No, about- I don't want to talk to Corey. Oh, never mind. <laughs> this is the sound of me deleting. Yeah, there you go. Um, he wrote, about the twins, can we talk about how last week Polanco hit the ball hard, assumed it was going out of the park, Trotted out of the box yep. and was thrown out at second, yep. ending the inning and lost the game by one run. That's what we're talking about. The, they have got to – it's on Rocco, isn't it? And Judd, it's, this is Rocco's problem, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, and it's ridiculous that guys don't get out of the, the box. I don't care if it's a ground ball to short yes. or a yep. deep fly ball. You know, I, I mean, the assumption that you're going to go into a trot or should is ridiculous. Um, the other thing too, is the one thing I will say is this, um, I would like to see them join what appears to be baseball in 2023 and in trying to manufacture, and I know that became a big thing, you know, no bunting allowed now, right. For a few years, Mm -hmm. the, the advanced metrics community was all up in arms about don't give up outs, home runs are it, um, try and manufacture something that would be good. Yeah. Yep. They hit. They still hit a ton of home runs, but I think it's been proven now, time and time again, that that's not a formula to win baseball games um, all the time. You know what? Once right. in a while, you're going to hit a ton of them. It's great, right? But let's steal more bases. Let's see more stolen bases. Yes. Let's try and manage. If you can't score runs, which they can't do right now, you know, there's a lot of teams that get creative, and it's not like Tom against Cleveland, it had to be a ton of runs. No, no. Because the pitching's good. You're right. So just manufacture a few. Yep. But that's on the management, isn't it? So if it's on Rocco and all the the coaches that work with them, they got to figure this out and get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the Polanco point is spot on. It's Mm -hmm. exactly what what we're talking about as far as being a problem. I want to enjoy my twins. I mean, we're only, uh, what is it, the 9th of May today? Season's been going on for, what, five weeks, something like that? Yep. Right in there. Uh, we got a lot of baseball left, so let's get our head out of our ass and start hitting the ball. They need you to go back to the ballpark, sit behind the dugout. I do. And ride these players. Right. You know what? Forget Rocco. Screw that. Here's our new plan. I'll do it. Tom, Tom Bernard <laughs> pissing off the players, so they give him the finger, but then they get so mad they start to win games in spite of you. How about that? I'll start out with, because I do like Joey Gallo. I think he's got a lot of talent, but hasn't been doing too well lately. 
But every time he hits into a double play, strikes out or whatever, I'll scream out, typical Italian. <laughs> Just go right after their personal information. You know what I mean? <laughs> typical Italian ball player is all I have to say. Cut right to the chase there. Yeah, you cut to the chase. Exactly. I, um, yeah, I, you know what? I got to start going again. You know, one thing I do want to do eventually, because somebody had talked to me about that, doing that years ago, because we were screwing around last week, you know, talking about Harry and all that stuff. Yes. I was asked one time in full makeup, because I, I did shoot in a promo with Ken Herbeck once in full Harry makeup. Okay. Harry, Harry, uh, Carey is who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think I should go sit up there with Dick, full regalia, and just be Harry for a game. Just get these guys fired up. Oh, God, that'd be glorious. That would be wonderful. Get up there. It'd be fantastic. Like, who's your, who's the one guy you really count on the most on that team? On that team? As far as hitting is concerned, anyway. Well, it, it probably <clears throat> should be a guy like Correa. Yes. <laughs> if he could hit 220. 220 so he's probably good. the guy. I mean, he makes $36 million a year. I think it's fair to count on him. Wouldn't it be the greatest to get up there and on the national television or the, anyway, the television broadcast, whether it's national or not? Sure. Correa, wasn't that a war? I think <laughs> just go after, I, I just go after him like a son of a bitch. I would love to do that. Spell his name backwards. Spell <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. How you spell Correa backwards? And then the best part is he would take time during the at-bat to do it and try and pronounce it. Oh, I know. Harry said that all the time. Anderson, N-O-S. <laughs> he started reading it backwards. That's I not a very Harry. creative name. I loved Harry Carey so much. You know, Herb Carneal. Mm-hmm. Are you, you too young to remember Herb? Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted I to make sure. Did you really? Oh, yeah, I love him. I her. thought he was wonderful. And then Halsey Hall, was he still around or is he already done? No, I, I missed him. I missed him completely, which I to this day re- regret. And one of my biggest complaints about the Twins franchise is this Halsey Hall, who had a room named after him in the Metrodome, yes. is not in the team's Hall of Fame. Why not? John Gord, help, help me out on this. I've been trying to say, and, and I've. Look, how is Halsey Hall not in the Twins no, Hall of you're Fame? Right. Herbie you're right. is, John Gordon is, numerous Bob Casey is. They all deserve it. That's cool. Halsey Hall deserves to be. I don't care if if you, me, and Royce are the only people that remember him. Mm-hmm. He he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no the doubt about it. He did things. Well, I told you, he made the one great comment, and he started laughing so hard I thought he was going to choke to death. This is a boy, by the way, for the younger people on the show here, that used to sit in the booth and eat gigantic raw onions. Can you Ah. imagine how that smelled by the time the game was over? His breath must have been horrible. He would eat it like an apple. A hot day eating an (laughs) onion? That is my version of hell. Can you even imagine that? No. How that must have smelled? No, mm. it's so vile. I can't. I had a sixth grade teacher who used to eat onions like apples. Really? Shut yeah. it. Really? Yeah, just straight up, just bring them right in. She'd peel off the one, <laughs> the, like, the, like the, the crispy layer the crispy on the outside, layer, yeah. and she would just... It's oh, an really? epidemic. Yeah, it was disgusting. I, why would anyone do this? Don't and know. I love onions. Like well, I love like cooking with onions. I, I put them like at everything. I cannot. Ugh. Yeah. Look, he should be in the Hall of Fame just for what he said about that couple under the blanket who were kissing. <laughs> yes. He should be in the Hall of Fame just for that, okay? 
one of the greatest comments of all time. And he didn't even mean to do it. It was an accident. But he started laughing so hard, I thought he was going to choke to death. I really did. Tell us it. So they're at a game. Not a lot of people. There was very cold at the old Met. This is the outdoor ballpark, the old Met. And there's a couple, probably about a 30-year-old guy, 30-year-old woman. And they're under a blanket because it's so cold. And I can't remember who brought it up. It might have been Herb Carneal, whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. Look at that nice couple over there. So they put the camera on the two. They're under the blanket. And Halsey, without thinking, said, you know, the great thing about that is, is you get, they're at the game, they're having a great time, and <laughs> he kisses her on the strikes and she kisses him on the balls. <laughs> and they started laughing and didn't stop for like five Because <laughs> he didn't mean to say it. It just happened. The giggles that would oh ensue. God. The giggles. Like, that would be so funny. <clears throat> oh, I, I can picture that. To this day, I can picture that couple in my head. It was kind of like a, a, what are they, the Scotch plaid, I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 like Those a tartan blank blanket. Yeah, like a tartan blanket, exactly. They had It was a tartan blanket, and I can still see, I don't think I'd recognize if I ran into them, but I can still see that couple's faces. And then the... It started as a very low, yeah, and then yeah. the laughing just got louder and louder. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. That's the kind of stuff you go, that's that's worth watching that live for oh, and just absolutely. dying over the giggles. So can we I, can we get this team? They're still in first place. It's time to recover from this disaster that, that went on the last 10 days. Yes. Yeah. I think that they definitely can. I hope um, so. I, I just hope – so here, here's my hope, though. I think the question is this. Can the pitching remain this good? Because it's good. This, my, my problem is you're wasting wins. Yes. Like you're giving yep. – be, right? You're being given every chance to win, and you're wasting that. So I think the bats are definitely – and they probably won't go nuts, but I think the bats are definitely going to come around, and they'll score more, more runs. My question is can the pitching stay healthy, and can it stay this effective? Because if it can, this team should win this division by about 10 games. Yes. Like, yep. that's the thing. Yep. If I'm not mistaken right now, Tom, there is no other team in the division above 500. No, the division's terrible. We should have a, we should have a 10 game lead by now. And, you know, the White Sox um, are just a mess. They, they got are. talent, but they're a mess. Mm -hmm. Cleveland is always a professionally run ball club, but they mm -hmm. can't. Here's the frustrating thing. They can't score runs, and they beat you two or three, and you won the first game. I know. So, yes, the answer to your question is, yes, they can turn this around offensively, but are they going to have wasted just a slew of fantastic starts? Yes. Because I don't know that it's fair to ask the pitching to keep up being as good as they, they are right now. I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, they are third in baseball, in all of baseball, in ERA. Yeah. Unfortunately, they are last in all of baseball in batting average at 220 and Jesus. there's not much to suggest that they, they deserve I, I always hear this now batting average doesn't matter anymore well yeah okay let's look at more statistics because those matter where did they come up with batting average doesn't matter anymore where would you even think that the analytics community which by the way runs a lot of baseball now too yeah uh, dismisses batting average almost completely and RBI what Runs batted in, runs batted in are not that to them. They're not that big a stat. They look at all these advanced stats. The problem is w when you're playing as poorly as the twins are 
offensively, there's not a lot of stats no. that you can torture into into looking good. You just can't. And again, had they made the effort they should have made, they would have tied that game eventually. I mean, they oh, just yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. And again, I, I, the bases are loaded. The I bases know. are loaded against a good pitcher with nobody out. Yep. You've got to score a couple of runs. Yes, you do. And they did. They could have, but they just, I, to me, it looked like they weren't even giving it an effort. Oh, boy. I mean, when the guy doesn't run from the box, it's hard, right. it's hard to debate you on that. Why would you stand in the box and look at that? It makes no sense to me. Like, I don't know because it's a ground ball. Well, let me give you an example. Like at 10 o'clock, 26 minutes from right now, I'm going to look over at Brittany and go, let me get the hell out of here, and I will run out of the studio <laughs> just to get away from Brittany. You, well, yeah, you do know you have another show at 10.15. Oh, that's so right. I forgot that part. You're going to have to run your little butt back here. <laughs> I forgot that part. I'm the only one who can slough off the rest of the day. I, that's right. You, I, you. What do you mean the rest of the day? You the mean rest all of my the day, career. All day long. I say that loosely, my career. My career. I want to go watch my twins win baseball games. Can that get done? Are they going to do something about this? Um... Yes, because it's, base- <laughs> it's baseball. They will do something. Yeah, they have. Uh, and, and they're fortunate to be in, again, as we just discussed, a division that's absolutely putrid. But um, I, I'm not one of these people that dismisses games in a- April and May. You know, there's mm-hmm. some that say, well, it's early, it's early, it's early. Oh, those wins still count. Yeah. They're, they're still important. Yeah. Like, you should be up right now by about eight games. I was going to say at a minimum of five and a half to six to eight games, you're 100% right. Yeah. Somewhere between six and eight games, they should be ahead right now, and they're ahead two and a half. I mean, what a joke. Yeah, what are they? I looked it up for you today. I think it was two and a half. I'm pretty sure we have. Immediately forgot. Uh, Yes, two and a half on Detroit, which is seven and three in their past uh, 10. There you go. But I mean, just just as an example of how bad this division is, right? The Twins in run differential, which is a pretty important stat, Mm -hmm. are still plus 26. So they're very good there, plus 26. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, and Kansas City, which is how the division stacks up right now, minus 37, minus 22. Chicago is minus 61. Oh, God. And Kansas City is minus 59. And they take two out of three from us. Yeah. and Uh. Well, and Cleveland did, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's... And Cleveland did, yes. Yeah, it's disturbing. Okay. All right. I've had enough of you. I'm, I'm sorry s- to depress you, but I'm great sick stories. Of you. <laughs> I want to hear more stories. I want to hear you recall more stories of All star right. baseball players from the 70s flipping you the bird. It's never you ending. Pissed them off so much. It's awesome. It is never ending. The one guy I I made fun of once and then never again was Jim Rice. I'll close with Jim Rice. Okay. He was walking back to the dugout and I was sitting behind the opposing dugout for this game. Jim Rice is a very famous uh, Boston Red Sox player, yes. phenomenal. Had a little edge to him. He was a yes. gigantically strong man, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea how he did this. He was walking back to the dugout, and I was riding him pretty hard the whole game. He struck out, and I go, see, I told you. you know, I'm going after him. He took his bat and snapped it in half. Oh my! Give that a whirl sometime. See if you can do it, because I can't do it. No, hell no. So he just with his hands, it, though? Yes, just with his hands. Not, not with the leg? Nope. Oh, He just yeah. put his hand yeah, way to the right and way to the left. Bam! Snapped that bat right in half. I cannot believe there was somebody strong enough to do that. Could have been your neck, he said next. <laughs> that's oh exactly right. Oh, my God, that's scary. There is no... I've tried to do it, and there is no way I could do that. 
But you kept you talking kidding? shit. I kept talking shit. What are you going to do, come through the fence? <laughs> True that. Probably. <laughs> Probably is. All right, you're late. We got to go. All right, sounds good. You pill. You. Thanks a lot, Judd. Score North Judd's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, I love working with that guy. Yeah, he's legit. He's a good man. There's no question about that. So what do you guys think? Do you think the Twins are going to be able to bounce back and start scoring some runs again? Oh, my God, they look terrible. I feel like, I don't know, they're still number one. So, like, yeah, again, I know. I know nothing about Twins, but, like, that's not nothing, right? No, no, you're absolutely right. They're still in first place, and I'm very happy about that. But it's just, I think the biggest thing that's hitting both Judd and me is the fact that they're, they're just not, it, it looks like sometimes they're just not making any effort. Yeah. Nick Gordon standing in the box watching himself hit into a double play, which wouldn't have been a double play had he run it out. Yeah. I don't understand how the hell you can do that and You're, cash your paycheck. Right. Yeah. I, that would frustrate me to watch the minimal amount of effort. But, you know, maybe they're just having an off couple weeks. Yeah, but minimum effort still. But look at me. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if you want to do minimal effort, get into radio. You're right. Right? It's, uh, I've just been cruising. Cruise control. <laughs> I've been gr- Whatever got you to get into radio, by the way? Uh, Gelt fan. I mean, <clears throat> but what were you doing before you got into radio? Um, I was going to school, and I joined the military, mm-hmm. and I, didn't really, I was going for journalism. I didn't really know what I wanted to go into, and Gelt fan is a you know, very close friend of our family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he kept showing up to, we'd go to a bunch of family events all the time, and he was, we'd chat all the time, and he's like, just... Try radio. Try radio. So y- you didn't meet him at KQ. You knew him before KQ? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, he's, um, um, he gets his hair cut by my cousin Manda. And then, um, oh, okay. He dated uh, somebody. He dated, like, my cousin Manda's sister-in-law. I don't know. He's, but he just always kept showing up, especially, like, mm-hmm. Christian holidays. He wasn't doing anything on, like, Easter. So we'd just stroll on over to our place. <laughs> yeah. So that happened a lot. Do. And Gelfin, right. he's just always around. And, um... I remember he came to my 21st birthday at the VFW in Uptown. Oh, I remember hearing that, yeah. And we just had a blast. I mean, it was just, he was always around, and we loved Gelfan, and he just kept telling me, you should try radio. You talk to everybody, and you were into, I think he didn't want me to go into to newspaper. He was a little worried about the longevity oh, God, there. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Um, and so from him, I got an internship. I got the interview for with Brent Wilcox for an internship at KQ. Brent, I, Brent R., I miss him. I know. I still Great talk guy. to him all the time. Do you really? Yes. I love that guy. Where's he working now? He's a realtor. Realtor. Yeah. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he worked with, what's his name for a long time? Brent. Brent over at Renter's Warehouse. Yes, he did. He worked there a long time, I know. Um, and then after the internship at KQ, I just kept sticking around. And I was, I inter- I mean, I did every job at KQ, it feels like. I mean... Well, we would show up to every, I did every promotion there was possible. I did that for years mm-hmm. and then, then got the overnight on KQ and I was so, I, was, I still remember that call. Reed called me, hey, you want to do the overnight? Because I was starting. Well, Reed I, Endersby. I another know. great guy. Another really good guy. And that was the beginning of the end and I've been broke since. Did you ever hear what Steinmetz did to Reed? Did you ever meet Reed? I know Reed very well, yeah. Oh, oh you do yeah. know Reed really well. He's great lovely, guy. Mm-hmm. yeah. My favorite thing of all time when Mark Stein, Steinmetz was the general manager at, uh, I guess it at the time was ABC, that owned the radio stations, <laughs> and Mark Steinmetz was the overall general manager of all of them. And I loved working with Steiny. If you needed anything, Steinmetz would take care of you. He's a really nice guy, at least to me. I don't know about to everybody else. I think he was, but 
The one thing he wasn't good at was uh, knowing all the employees in the building <laughs> because the president of the company flew in from Disney. He's a good guy, actually. He's a very nice guy. And Mark is going around introducing this president of Disney. Not, not what's his name, I Bob Iger, but the guy right beneath him. Okay. I can't even remember his name. But he I don't was, either. He was an interesting guy. But Steinmetz is taking around introducing everybody in a circle. Uh, this is, you know, Tom Bernard, and this is Omen. He gets to Reed, and he goes like this. And I will never forget the look <laughs> on Reed's face. It was wonderful. He goes, uh, and you should meet Reed, um, Reed Underling. <laughs> <laughs> Reed Underling? <laughs> <laughs> Endersby Underling. You know what? In situations like that, just stop at the first name. I just yes. love Don't guess. Don't Reed guess. Under Reed, if you're listening, Underling, call in right now, damn it. Do you know what was so rare about Reed God, that I have yet funny. I've yet to have happen at any other station? Reed was the last person who ever air checked me in the history of ever. And I was so oh, really? so thankful for that. Great guy. Reed because was a great guy to work with. After uh, Reed left. Nobody was like, let's listen to your what your voice. I mean, I had every week we had to listen to how terrible I sounded on the overnight, but it was so helpful. Well, they couldn't and, hire another underling, though. <laughs> but, like, think about that. <laughs> Nowadays, people just get on the mic, and, and, and that's fine, but you never get to – you never listen and work on yourself right. at all. Yeah, I, they don't. They used to. They used to, and it, we used to have to – it was so painful to sit up there and listen to all your breaks. You'd have to record them on a little tape cassette. And we and Reed used to do that every week on the overnight. And I would always be like, my pit in my stomach, knowing I'd have to go in his office. But I'm so thankful that we did that. I'm going to do that to you. Oh, no, 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 I want you to meet uh, Brittany, uh, Brittany Arm Carr. That's what I'm going to do. I thought right you meant air checker. I thought so, too. <laughs> yeah, air, yeah, well, I, no, I'd get too pissed off if I air Could checker. you? Oh, my God. Couldn't do it. If Tom said we have to come in and listen to all your terrible stutterings and... <laughs> plus, plus, plus the listeners do it every single day already. Right, yeah, that's yeah. True. they're doing it to you anyway. They're far nicer than Reed or you would ever be. Reed was a great guy. He what was do you great. Mean? I'm just saying, like, he was critical in a good way. I'm oh, in a good very way. Yeah, okay. thankful for Reed. Oh, I'm Reed very thankful guy. because I was excitable. And so I'd get on the mic and go, oh my God, ACDC! <laughs> Every See? time. I understand. And he was like, so we need to work on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work on your excitement level. Yeah. Now that was a good crew back in those days, owned by ABC Disney, had great people working. Yeah, there were a couple of assholes, but not many, right? Yeah. I don't know. That was, those were good times. No I had a blast. I, I loved it. I loved going to Moondance Jam. I loved going to, I mean, even like we'd go to like a jewelry store for a promotion and I'd have a blast. I loved it. And I loved that I got to drive the big KQ vehicle everywhere. I loved it. And I had so many t-shirts, my like whole outfit. I, I think my whole personality was being a KQ intern for a while. Did people bother you when you drove the KQ vehicle? Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say bother you, did they? Yeah. Draw your They're like me your if attention. you like something, and I'd always, uh, I loved. I mean, you just felt like you, uh, they, people automatically had feelings about you no matter what, good or bad, when you'd roll up in the KQ vehicle. I loved it. I loved being a KQ intern. I highly recommend it. Well, those it. days, it was a whole different setup. That's true. Um, I, somebody told me the, the latest uh, numbers that they looked at, they're uh. down 27 points. Other than that, though, things are going really well. It's, it's really too bad because that, that place was legendary. Yeah, I know. It really was. I was so, and I was going to Brown College at the time. Oh, yeah. At that point, yeah. and everybody was like, 
you got an internship with KQ? Oh, yeah. And I would show up reeking of alcohol to class because we had just got landed from Vegas that day. Just a wreck. (laughs) Just a wreck. I thought that was terrific. Terrific day so far. I like tucking a Judd a lot. And I thought that Luke Russert was just a great guest. Very... Very nice young man. I hope he does come in the studio when he comes on a signing tour. That'd be cool. That would be terrific. I know we got to take our last break. We'll be right back and wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I just looked at this headline you guys sent me earlier this morning, tipping at self-checkout. Why would you tip anybody at self-checkout? Right? Does Does the money come back to you? That makes no sense whatsoever, unless you're trying to just support the whole place. I don't know. I feel like the tipping thing is just everywhere, and I don't know when I'm supposed to be doing it, when I'm not. Yeah, it's just added yeah. to every. And you're like, I, I don't not want to pay you, but I also, like, I, I want to be able to come here more than once a year because yeah. I can't afford it because I'm tipping out everything. So do you have an example of the biggest tip you ever heard of uh, and who who left it? Uh, there's a great old Frank Sinatra story where he was in Chicago and he walked up to a kid. He was like the valet at like a country club. And he goes, uh, Hey kid, who gave you the biggest tip? Or he goes, how much is the biggest tip you ever received? And he goes, a hundred dollars, Mr. Sinatra. And he goes, a hundred dollars. Who would give you a hundred dollars? And the kid said, you did Mr. Sinatra. (laughs) Totally forgot. Frank Frank had totally forgot that he had given him a hundred bucks because Frank's big thing was whoever, Gave you the biggest tip, he was going to make sure that you remembered Frank Sinatra as the biggest tipper. Remember how he used to uh, he used to phrase it too, when it whenever he was with somebody like Jilly 
was the guy that, mm-hmm. was that Jilly was always with him, right? Or was that with Jackie Gleason? I can never I remember. No idea. But it doesn't I mean, matter. But he had yeah, like yeah. a sidekick type of mm-hmm. deal, and he would say, "Hey, do me do me a favor, Duke him a honey." Duke him a honey. Duke him a honey meant give yeah. him a hundred dollars. How could Duke him a honey? I like that. Yeah. But yeah, the biggest tip I ever heard of, and it was uh, oh Christ, it was a quarterback in the NFL. He was on TV, blonde guy, kind of a handsome guy. What the hell was his name? I can't remember his name. Doesn't really matter. But he had. Uh, Apparently, it was like a Monday night game or some damn thing or a late game on a Sunday night. Uh, I played for Dallas, too, but I don't remember his name. Troy Aikman? Yeah, Troy Aikman. That's exactly who it was. Troy Aikman. I don't know why I forgot his name, but uh, Troy Aikman wanted to go have something to eat after the game was over. Uh, There was only one place in town that was still open, and he went in there, and they said, well, we're we're closing up. And he goes, oh, man, I'm starving. Is there any way you can stay open for like – you know, half hour, I promise I'll eat in about a half hour, all the rest of it. Left a $10,000 tip. That's awesome. pretty impressive, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 10000 in cash, too, by the way. Yeah, I'd be like, if I was a server, I'd be like, everybody go home. I got this. Yeah. Okay, I, now I'll let me ask you a question. From the two of you, the percentage of that $10,000 that went to pay income tax... It was cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't claim that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd be walking around going, that Troy Aikman, what a son of a bitch. He stiffed me. Stiffed yeah. me. Yeah, give me a dollar. That Didn't even leave a tip. Mofo. Um, listen, I may or may not have been a server for many years of my life at different times, and I may or may not have claimed exactly what there's a paper trail of Yeah, is what I'm going to mm-hmm. say to this. That's what you're going to say? I'm going to say this. Okay. Well, I mean. I mean. Hmm. Customers are being asked to tip even at self-checkout, which I, who do you, so do you, I don't go to self-checkout ever. I, I just don't do that. I like stand in line and schmooze and, because I know most of the, the cashiers of the places I go. Okay. Yeah. And, so you're you know, not a self-checkout guy. I, I don't see, there's people that I go, yeah, don't self-checkout. That's really? Gonna, yeah. You, I so you don't love think I'd be you, good Tom. at it anyway? I think you have a lot of talents in this world. I think figuring out new technology in an efficient way, and yeah. you're actually pretty good with technology. You're not, not terrible. Really. You're I'm not, not terrible, you're but not I'm not terrible. good either. But like, I wouldn't send my like stepdad to self-checkout, and Richard, again, not terrible at technology, but like, why? Why take on a new thing? No, I just like it because I know the cashiers, so I, I just like the schmooze with them yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, that goes all the way back to the Lunds there in Golden Valley by our old house. The new one at 50th in France. I know all the checkout people there. They're one. I, I just like to go there and schmooze with them and, you know, they're listeners too. That's the other reason I don't go to self-checkout. Self-checkout is not a listener. I want you to know that. Yeah, well, um, I, I'm not going to argue. I feel like I'm supposed to go, yeah, it is. Um <laughs> There are some really harsh cameras in some of the self-checkouts that have oh, made really? me very insecure. Target, I'm looking at really? you. Yeah, they like angle it all aggressively. And oh. all of a sudden I'm like, that's, if I, if I rob this place and you could recognize me from this photo, I would be so offended. You're going to rob them? <laughs> rob them blind. There's nothing wrong with that. Eh, what the hell. It all worked. Yeah, I, those it is kind of interesting because there are some people who only go to self-checkout. They won't go to a live cashier. So, Rudy, since you randomly will self-checkout, I'm guessing, I just made that assumption, mm-hmm. what's the number of items you think is appropriate to self-checkout? Hmm. I, anything, oh, good anything that is in a basket. If you can fit okay. it all into a basket, then great. If you got a giant yeah. cart yeah. and you're there yeah. by yourself, yeah. yeah, like, hey, man, just go through the line. I know. Yeah. That's how I, I would say, yeah. I say anywhere 
I'll even be generous. 20 and below. below. Sure. 20 items and below you mm-hmm. can self-checkout. Otherwise, yeah, go. You're not faster than the people at the checkout, no. so stop. So you think 20, 20 or less? 20 items or less. And that's me being very generous. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. I've, I've, I've got to be honest with you. I've been through it with Catherine, but by myself. I've never been through self-checkout by myself. I just don't. I like schmoozing with the people I know. I watch people straight up steal at the Target one day um, in the self-checkout. Yeah. Just straight up walk out with a bunch of stuff, scan like one item, took the rest. Oh, really? I think they're on to you. God. My ex-stepdad used to always put a case of Diet Coke on the bottom part of the cart. Oh, yeah. And miraculously forget how. And then he would be like all, he'd laugh about it on the way home. I'm like, great job, Dillinger. Way to go ahead and bring it. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Thief, I uh... had, it's so funny you said that. I had a friend who always claimed that as well. And it was always a, a thing of Red Bull. And she'd always be like, yeah, I can't, they didn't scan it. I'm like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know what you're doing mm-hmm. here. Try to pull that shit at Costco? Good luck. Oh, yeah. They're oh, really? Oh, yeah. they're on Costco's to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not missing that bottom rack because that's 20 Costco. bucks right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are big items. What's that sandwich they have at Costco that's so damn good? It's well, they like have a, the hot dog that's so good. I don't know. This is like a roast beef sandwich or something. It's a, I can't remember what the hell it is, but it's really good, it's, man. Not in the, you're not saying in the cafe area. This is you buy and make at home? No, no, it's in the cafe area. Oh. You can buy, you know, with the pizza, they make the pizzas oh, and all that yeah. stuff. It's right there. And it's like, it's like a roast beef sandwich or something. It's really, Sounds really good. Amazing. They do a nice job. That's all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Costco. I do too. Yeah. Well, how could you not like it? They have great stuff there. Plus, yeah, like. It's like stuff I'm, we're going to have anyway, so I might as well have a mass amount of it. You know what's really weird about Costco, though? And it's the people that shop there, not the people who run it. Huh, tell me. People at Costco, for some reason, leave items in the wrong area. Like, the last time I was there, I was walking past the, the deli section, and they had all these, like, I don't know if it was Coca-Cola or whatever it was. And I'm walking by, and I'm, what the hell is that? I walk over, and there's just a pair of baby shoes sitting on top <laughs> sure. that apparently they decided they didn't want to buy. That place is massive. I see the laziness <laughs> yeah, but come g- out Yeah, but go easily. put it back, for Christ's sake. There are two types of people at Costco, and me and my husband are perfect examples of them. There's me, when I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to peruse. Like, I have my list. And then there's my husband. When I send him there... He dilly-dallies, walks around like he's strolling in Central Park. He drives, uh, people like that drive me crazy there because I I get it. There's things to look at. My husband will send Mm -hmm. me a hundred photos. Like, do we need an inflatable pool? It's only 80 bucks. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) You're supposed to get like avocados, chicken, you know, bubble water and get home. And he's like, I saw this, and he's just sending me all these photos from there, and I just know he's driving every person like me crazy, slowly walking down every aisle. <laughs> How, Brittany, there's a great deal on this blender. What the? Do you need a new blender? No, hell no. Of course not. Of course not. Hell to the no, Justin. I don't know. That's pretty, that's fascinating stuff. I do love going to Costco. I, I, see, I, is it unusual you guys like going grocery shopping? Because I do. It depends on my how much time and energy I have. Well, I suppose, yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it. But in general, a little grocery shopping, how bad can it be, right? Are you guys, how, like with your guys' grocery shopping, how many days can you buy for, like for meals? Uh, it's because I eat pretty fresh. I usually mm-hmm. got about four days. Okay. So I just buy enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of salad, Which, a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies, stuff like that's going to go bad. That's pretty good. Four days isn't bad. Yeah. I, there's some men in my life 
that it's one day. One day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which blows my mind. So yeah. you're going to the grocery store almost every day. That's me. That yeah. blows my mind. I think it's just because of that freshness you're, yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, and it's also something to do. And it's something like, to do. What, what that's the hell true. Are you do? Just sit around all day, like just. What, what's? I mean, especially nowadays, it's like it's fun. You get to people watch, like get, pick up something. Like there's something about it. My mom is like, like always. It. You need to buy like a week and a half's worth of groceries. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's me. I'm like, what am I, Atlas? Just bringing all these bags in? No, two bags. That's all you get. I got two hands, two bags. The last four days, I'll see you on Thursday. Target. I I am like, uh, here are the four meals we're gonna have. Here's what the leftovers like. No, we're gonna. I don't I don't want to go every I, I try to go once a week, but I have to hit up then the, my specialty shops randomly as well. Cause like Cub is like my go-to. Mm-hmm. And for then, some things, yeah. Yep. yep. Kowalski's and Byerly's is like a special yep. treat when I go grab something. Costco, yep. try to do once a month. And then like Trader Joe's. If I'm around a Trader Joe's, I'm gonna stop. We were just there last week, as a matter of <sighs> fact. That that I love all those I stores you're talking about. You gotta hit them all up and it's exhausting. I agree. All right, another show. My God, that show went by quickly. That was weird. That was three, three fast hours on that bad boy. That is everything. We'll talk to you tomorrow.